Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. Uh, my name is Peter Limblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, DeForest Norskis, Poinette Pumas, and Lodi Blue Devils. And there's no Ryan, unfortunately, today on the podcast. He is a... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. He is uh, strengthening the mind of, I believe, middle schoolers. Uh, is it like career day or something? I don't know, but that we'll have to talk to him about it next yeah. podcast where it's like, uh, yeah, he's talking to, I believe it's Marshall Middle Schoolers right now. So mm, he's probably telling Marshall, him about okay. all the fun things about the newspaper business. I would hope, <laughs> or maybe they're trying to talk to him about Bears news. Maybe he's just telling him about the big Bears <laughs> trade for DJ Moore. Uh, either way, he's I bet he's getting a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Just, yeah, here's the sports right. What do you think about Rodgers? And he's going to be like, I hate him. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, yeah, episode 30 today. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to say we're phoning it in this episode, but <laughs> I've been doing a lot of traveling the past couple of days, yeah. and there's a lot on my schedule this week. So I thought it would be nice to just kind of – I don't know, talk, just kind of do a little recap about the winter sports season, what kind of mm-hmm. caught our eye, and uh, all that fun jazz, because I had some stuff happen this week as well, too, but, you know, we had talked last week, your teams were already knocked out, Ryan yeah. still had one team uh, left in it, so I guess what we'll do is probably talk about some of the games that still happened this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall faced Belleville uh, in the sectional semifinal in Monona Grove they unfortunately lost but Belleville's you know a really strong team and you know the winners of the Capital South that's no surprise that they went on to the sectional final uh so a fun year for Marshall though I mean you start off you get the four seed kind of middle of the pack uh you, you lost a bunch of seniors from the last year's squad they made a nice little run in the tournament and they get, get the regional title and everything like that so a uh, good year for uh Marshall uh to end on a high note like that uh, McFarland girls was up at state this weekend uh, against Green Bay. Uh, I mean, against uh, they were in Green Bay. They're facing Notre Dame, and uh, they mm. gave Notre Dame a battle. I, mm. uh, you know, a lot of media guys were kind of talking afterwards, like, "Oh, you know, we weren't expecting that." I was expecting that. <laughs> all right, if you guys would have read my little preview that That's I right. had done, if all the other media members, you know, would have read my preview <laughs> that I did on the girls team, I was like, "Don't sleep on this team." I'm like, they've got. They're battle tested, and they got some. They got some players, and that's exactly what happened. Ava Dean had another strong game. Uh, she all throughout the playoffs double figures, uh, which you know kind of surprised some people in the media, but not me again because I was like, <laughs> she is rolling right now uh, and stepping up big for them. So she was uh, really big inside for the Spartans. Uh, Mulaney hit a couple threes early. Uh, McFarland, I think, had the lead on Notre Dame uh, entering the second half. Notre Dame went on a little run to take the lead back, but McFarland just continued to battle back against them uh, and put the pressure on them. Notre Dame hit some clutch free throws, though, down the stretch, uh, advancing the Tritons to the championship game where they eventually won over Mm. Pewaukee. Uh, but, I yeah, mean, again, McFarland wow. gave them everything they could handle. Uh, for a team, for Notre Dame, that had won 27 games in a row up to that point mm. and hadn't been yeah. tested at all in the playoffs, their closest margin of victory was 30 points in the sectional fi- sectional final against Cedarburg going into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, McFarland gave them everything they could handle and then some. So that was a lot of fun to watch that, though. And McFarland also traveled really well as well, too. Like, the Rush Center was kind of a little bit like, 
uh, McFarland's Gym 2.0, basically. Yeah, I heard a lot of people talking about how great the, yeah, the, the I think, following was. From I saw that on Twitter a lot. I think they ended up uh, winning some award or something. I'll have to talk with uh, Paul Ackley, the AD, about that. Yeah. Uh, they won something for, like, most fans or something, most tickets mm. sold or something like oh, that. Okay. Student section came out strong, which was pretty impressive because, you know, still a storm. They're one of the farthest teams away. And also, too, the boys' team was, you know, in the middle of a sectional run as well, too. So, then, yeah, speaking of the boys, they won on Thursday against Stoughton in a tough matchup. Uh, they got a little bit of revenge on the game uh, earlier in the season. I didn't know how McFarland would do in that game. I thought, like, Stoughton would get him again. So, it was a pleasant yeah. surprise that they got passed uh Stoughton and then uh they advanced to a sectional final against Whitnall which again I was like I don't mm. know how they'll do Whitnall had a six foot nine guy and uh two younger brothers of Tyler Hero who yeah is I was currently, gonna say you know yeah. NBA player in the yeah. association and everything and so when I looked at that I was like man I don't know how they're gonna do Whitnall early it looked like I was like oh boy you know they've got some momentum but McFarland battled back each time I think the highest lead was only like six or something like that mm. uh mcfarland had the lead at one point in the second half just Whitnall went on a little bit of a run got the lead late and then uh they hit some clutch free throws down the stretch as well too so mm. i believe it was miles hero um went like five for five on free throws or something down the mm. stretch because basically it was like a two possession game each time uh, i think it was dayton gillen would score a bucket or aiden chislam would score a bucket for mcfarland cut it to a one possession game hero would get fouled he'd go to the free throw line sink both get it back up to possession so they went like that for a little bit mm. um and finally at the end with like four seconds left he made the first free throw to put him up three. Second free throw was i think he hit back iron or something and it kicked out and someone on whitnell was able to get the rebound for it dribble mm. out the clock so that was a really tough way for spartans end the year but for them to i mean be unranked in state and then get basically a rebound away from potentially going to state i think mm. it was a great run for the spartans and to win 24 games uh win the rock valley conference title definitely was a fun year for the spartans yeah. so hats off to them uh, i also thought dayton gillen and aiden chislam for you know if the guards were the reason why they won the regionals with them hitting all the three-pointers i thought uh post play down the stretch like chisholm mm. had some really nice drives gillen was given the six foot nine kid everything he could handle uh so i thought they played exceptionally well and yeah fun year for both uh boys and girls so it was yeah. a lot of fun that you know they got to go very far and it was also cool being at the rush center and sitting at the media table for a little That's bit always fun getting to just kind of taking a game <laughs> like i watched germantown and uh brookfield east which was a really fun game and i just got to take that in and yeah, it was very pleasant and peaceful. I'm assuming you did not travel, though, uh, this week because no, I, I had to go from <laughs> Sun Prairie, literally recorded the podcast last week, straight up to Green Bay to beat the snowstorm, be up That's there for right. two days. Rambling man. Yeah. One nice thing, though, Packers had the, like their pro shop sale. It was like oh, 50% nice. off for a bunch of things, so I went in there and I'm like, <laughs> kept it under 100, um, but then, yeah, went straight from, checked out of my hotel room in the morning, went straight to Elkhorn cover boys so i basically did one big triangle for the state uh this week so, so what unheralded packers jersey did you pick up for like five dollars i was really close to buying a jair alexander <laughs> camouflage <laughs> military one for 50 bucks i could see that i was the it was yeah. either between him and bakhtiari but i've kind of come up with a rule over the years now where it's like as i get a little bit older like 
and with especially now where it's like you think like oh yeah this guy's gonna be a packer for right. life like <laughs> you think he can get cut they can get yeah. traded uh so i'm just kind of like now with like the uh, i'll just you know buy other stuff i bought a snoopy uh joe cool uh packers t-shirt uh, where he's wearing like a, a packers shirt or something like that i'm like all right that that, that one there's no way snoopy's gonna get traded yeah. so <laughs> but they had some like i said they had some good stuff up there where i was like i need to get out of here before i really start spending <laughs> yeah right money. yeah uh but yeah uh you did not travel so no, I, you got to have a, just a nice week <laughs> off yeah it was it was kind of like a week where you do a lot of clerk stuff like uh just not this is kind of inside newspapers, but you type in a lot of schedules and stuff like that. You do some season wrap ups and and stuff like that. So it was yeah, kind of a kind of a low key week for me. Um, yeah, I didn't have to deal with the uh, East Coast of Wisconsin bias against uh, McFarland like you did. You know, yeah, that's uh, that, that's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, Oh, one hundred percent. But uh, that's why McFarland was unheralded. But um, yeah, just uh, kind of, uh, it, it was just a chance to kind of look back on on the season. Um, you know, I just kind of wrote a season recap on DeForest Boys basketball, which is kind of interesting to look back on because you know it, they entered the season with such huge question marks. You know, they'd lost their entire starting five. They lost their uh, head coach who retired. They lost uh, Max Weisbrod, who went up to Northern Michigan and really had a fantastic freshman year. So, I mean, you know, new coach comes in. He's got to basically put everything together. And they start the season 8-0, and you're thinking, man, they're, they're just going to pick right up where they left off. But uh, then they kind of hit a, hit a you know, tough uh, skid, and uh, they ended up going 4-12 and the rest of the way. Um, some close losses, though. I think uh, I think their coach said. And I'm trying to think back, but I think um, like uh, they had six losses by less than six points. Uh, six of those losses. Um, one of their losses that there there were kind of two losses in the middle of the season that I think kind of led to maybe a skid. And uh, one was to Kettle Moraine, who's a state qualifier. They lost by five in that game. Um, and then, uh, then losing to rival Wanakee um, in a close game, 58-51. I believe that was on Wanakee's home floor, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, I think they were up for that game. And, and you know, that that might have been around the turning point for Wanakee, too, because they, they ended up winning, like, 19 of their last 21 and ended up being a eventual Badger uh, champions. So you, you kind of saw two – Two teams, rivals, who kind of went in different directions uh, right around that point. And, you know, it's really funny. I, I, I don't know how this kind of happens, but, you know, a lot of my teams, it was they are replacing, like, everybody. Uh, you know, Wanakee had to replace a lot of people this year, too. You know, they lost uh, Joey Furiman, a 6'8", uh, you know, big man who – who could do a lot of things. He went on to play at UW-Platteville. They lost 6'6", Andrew Keller, who's you know playing tight end at Iowa State. And they lost uh, 6'7", Robert Booker, who decided not to come out. Um, you know, he's been recruited while well, he's going to the Badgers because now. But yeah, Because he's got football. Because he's got football. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's got football. So, you know, they lost a lot. But, uh, you know, they – and it was funny uh, talking to um, Coach McKenzie after the season. He, he said – you know, he's, he's, he said he's never had a team improve this much as kind of the season went on. And, uh, 
you know, just a team that exceeded expectations. Because I, you know, I don't think you know many people picked Wanakee to to win the the Badger East, um, but. It was a team that uh, really came together. Um, they really started to share the ball. I know uh, um, Coach McKenzie said that was a big thing, but they just they kind of came together and they had so much balance. You know, they they had a, a you know they did have a unanimous All Conference player in Keaton Frisch, six seven, kind of a a do it all big man who can play on the perimeter and bring the ball up. But that, that always low. helps. That, that definitely helps. does. Yeah, but they they all you know as the season went on, they really started to get some key contributions from people off the bench too. Um, Eli Selk um, was a big three point threat off the bench. Um, Caden McKenzie, kind of the same thing, but a good ball handler and good on the defensive end. Um, they got uh, big defensive and rebounding and just kind of do-it-all contributions from Owen Elliott. Um, uh, you know, a lot of those guys are coming back, you know, and they're, they're two, uh, uh, you know, first-team all-conference guys, Keaton Frisch and Jake Bover, are coming back next year. So, you know, it's, it's almost going to be kind of a different deal where I think, you know, they're going to have their targets on their back next year. And uh, it, it, uh, DeForest has got some good players coming back too. So um, that'll be interesting to see how, how those two programs kind of uh, – uh, you know, kind of work things out next year. Um, you know, I, you think about some of the other big stories uh, from the winter. <laughs> you know, another team that had to replace a, a lot of people was Wanakee Boys Hockey. And that was another team had new coach coming in. Uh, so, you know, a lot of just changes. But they, uh, you know, ended up being uh, Badger uh, Conference co-champs. Um, and they, they had two great players in uh, David Emmerich and Tate Schmidt. Tate Schmidt came back from uh, playing junior hockey um, to play uh, for the Warriors at, uh, at his friend David Emmerich's uh, request. <laughs> he was pushing for him to come back. And, man, those two guys really teamed up. You know, David Emmerich ended up scoring his 100th goal this year, so that was a big deal. Um, and, and, and if, Emmerich will also return as a senior next year, if I yes, remember correctly. Yes, and he's you know a great wide receiver in football. Uh, that's prob- that that might be where he goes for college to play if he's going to play uh, sports. I know he's getting some looks from different colleges. Um, Tate Schmidt uh, is a baseball player, so really? look forward to him playing uh, this spring. He's he's, a, he's probably one of the stars of that baseball team. So um, and Wanakee's ranked, uh, I believe. 12th uh, in a ranking I saw a uh, top 20 uh, teams in Division one so uh, baseball looks like it could be a, a good season for the Warriors um, and then you know really uh, you know probably uh, you know another big story gotta look at Lodi wrestling you know I, I talked to a lot of those uh, Lodi kids who uh, you know went to state um, just talking about their state experience but almost to a man they said the high point of their season was when they took on number one ranked Prairie Duchesne in team sectionals at their home gym. They also that that atmosphere was just electrifying, and uh, you know that that even though they ended up losing 32-26, it was a I think it was a lot closer maybe than people thought. You know, Loda came into the season unranked. Uh, Prairie Duchesne came in ranked number one, so they gave him a tussle, and you know Mason Lane and uh, Kyler Clemens, I believe, won overtime matches back to back. So that just lit everything on fire in that gym. So um, yeah, a lot of fun. Lot see, of fun. it's funny. I you know wasn't like the biggest wrestling fan like in high school, which is crazy because I went to Milton, and Milton's a pretty solid wrestling yeah. program. And now I wish I would have one hundred percent been like. 
you need to go to more wrestling matches. Yeah. Like, you'll really enjoy it. And especially, like you said, those overtime matches, oh. Jim's getting into it, or yeah. you got a kid, like, coming back, and another one's, like, on the ropes. Like, mm-hmm. such a such a fun sport. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think you touched on it. You, you had a really good word that I think describes just, like, kind of my communities in general. Mm-hmm. Improvement. Yeah. Uh, McFarland boys basketball improved from last year. Girls basketball improved from last year. Mm-hmm. Monona Grove boys and girls both improved yeah. uh, from the last year. Monona Grove boys hockey, I thought, had a big jump from last mm-hmm. year this year. Uh, McFarland boys hockey kind of took a step back, but they still had some good moments yeah. this year. MGM wrestling had some decent moments. Uh, boys swim for McFarland. Like, you want to yeah. talk about a fun winter sports season for McFarland boys swim, second at state. Girls basketball qualifies for state. Boys basketball, one win away from state. Wow. Just yeah. a crazy, crazy year for this part. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Coach Meinholt for the boys basketball program on Thursday night when I was up in my hotel in Green Bay. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do on Saturday. Like, I need a team to, like, lose. Because yeah. like McFarland played on Friday. And I'm like, if they win, they play on Saturday at 7. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be doing Elkhorn at 1. Yeah. And then go up to Green Bay. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, things happen. But just, yeah, just such a fun year for that. Deerfield, uh, boys basketball improved. And then you had some highlights like Cal Fisher breaking the school record in points. Mm. Uh, both the boys and girls won, you know, conference titles again this year, which really wasn't a surprise. But still, like, you know, they were very solid, like, non-conference as well, too. Deerfield took down Fall River, which is a team that, you know, is playing in state for mm. boys basketball. And uh, for Cambridge, you know, they uh, both boys and girls, they had graduated, you know, a decent amount of senior class uh, production. Yeah. But, you know, Matt Buckman really stepped up for the boys and then also Brooke Stencliffe for the girls as well, too. And they both put together some solid seasons. And then even the wrestling programs as well, too. Uh, Deerfield, I kind of saw it as the season went on. That, you know, they had a couple of kids really show up. And then for the boys for uh, wrestling, uh, uh, for Cambridge wrestling, I should say, uh, you know, Clayton Stengem qualifying for state, first boys state qualifier they had. Mm. Uh, they had Avery uh, Sia go up uh, for the girls meet uh, last year. So mm. uh, they just, like I said, improvement all across the board. Even like Cam- Cambridge Jefferson boys swim had some strong improvement throughout the year highlighted by roman Lato going to state so it was a very busy but fun year yeah uh there's just a lot of fun stuff going on and it like i i was thinking about it too i had I had kind of a little bit of an epiphany moment when i was uh <laughs> on the sidelines for uh uh state basketball where i was like i think it was two years ago i was probably like a housekeeper at that time and three years ago i was like <laughs> man i wonder what this pandemic's gonna do with my career yeah. so yeah. it was a very like fun where i'm like you know we kind of like to joke sometimes about you know like newspaper and how busy we are and mm-hmm. stuff like that but i'm like man like i would still like take like this constant travel over like being on the second floor of the va any day of the <laughs> week man like yeah just give me this like 110 percent yeah so yeah. it was very fun winter sports season and now i'm already looking forward to spring because yeah uh it's right around it, the track starts this week I yeah know, which is crazy schools yeah snow out there. <laughs> yeah exactly oh man ain't nothing fired me up more this week when i was like let me check the forecast we yeah. should be in the clear and then the weather uh, channel was like yeah wisconsin's gonna get five inches this week i'm like god <laughs> why every time and uh, then and uh, yeah so there's a bunch of snow on the ground but 
Yeah. I mean, Deerfield Baseball. We'll get into it probably. Yeah. We'll touch on the stuff like when the things first start up uh, and just kind of see where things are at. Mm. But I'm looking forward to spring. Speaking of Deerfield Baseball, they get to – I was looking at Wisp Sports a little bit. They get to take a trip down to South Carolina for a – No kidding. For a tournament. Yeah, a little little national tournament. I think Monona Grove last year – uh did a tournament in florida so i don't know i'll have to see with apg if i'm able to you know yeah get my mileage covered for you know heading all the way down there <laughs> or something like that you know to cover them and yeah. not take a vacation <laughs> <laughs> i know boys lacrosse and wanakee is playing a couple of matches in illinois but that's that's as far as i'm i'm probably gonna go this year <laughs> i don't even know if i'll go to those i just want to stick around the area for a little bit like my car has been, yeah, like, right. been putting a lot of mileage on me the past couple of days so right. Okay, well, uh, last week we did a girls' state basketball pick'em, and boy, we did terrible on it. <laughs> I specifically did terrible on it. Uh, so let's see here. Division one results. Uh, I had Germantown versus Hortonville in the final with Germantown winning. Uh, I realized on Friday that was already not going to happen. Peter had Brookfield East over Hortonville. Uh, with or No, had Brookfield East versus Hortonville. Hortonville winning. Uh, Ryan had Brookfield East over Kettle Moraine. He had the championship right, mm-hmm. uh, but Kettle Moraine beat Brookfield East uh, for another championship for Kettle Moraine, uh. so nobody got that right. Uh, my Division Two bracket, I went upset heavy with Lakeland versus McFarland, with McFarland winning. Uh, that obviously did not happen. <laughs> uh, you had Pewaukee versus Notre Dame, and with Notre Dame winning, so yeah. you clean sweep on that one. I know my Division Two girls basketball. <laughs> yeah, good. For you. Which, speaking of, I had a tweet about it. Uh, the amount of talent that's going to be coming back for Division Two next year oh, is going to be gosh. pretty insane with yeah. Pewaukee, Notre Dame, <laughs> McFarland. And then when I sent off that tweet, I'm like, oh, my God, I completely forgot. Monona Grove returns most yeah. of their lineup. Uh, yeah, DeForest, I'm sure, will be you know locked and loaded again. They're, they're going to, I don't know, they lose a few. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be one of those. We'll look yeah. at it next year. Yeah. But I was just like looking. Reedsburg's got the mm. Cherney coming back. And oh, she's like, coming back. Okay. I was like, they got yeah. some teams. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see your Division three. Wapan I had versus West Salem with Wapan winning. I, that didn't happen. Uh, Milwaukee, you had Milwaukee Science versus West Salem with Milwaukee Science winning. Uh, they blinded him with science. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't use that joke last week. I was so mad. I thought about it after after the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, so we all got the <laughs> champion wrong in that one as Kiwaskum beat Milwaukee Science 55-51. Which fun fact though about Kiwaskum? Apparently five years ago that program did not win a game in their season. Is that right? Yeah. So wow. all like the programs out there. Maybe it just takes some new players or, you know, maybe a different coaching style. Yeah. And you get them to believe, you never know what the run you could go on. So yeah. that's great for them. Uh, Division four was, like, the one that I actually, I think, got right. Because uh, we're all on the Aquinas train. And even Ryan had said no one's beating Aquinas. But Laconia decided that they were going to beat Aquinas <laughs> 64-51. And then Division five, I had Albany over Blair Taylor just because uh, Albany is a place where I go mm. tubing. So I'm like, I want to pick Albany. <laughs> and you had Albany versus Blair Taylor. And then Ryan also had said, quote, I have never heard of any of these teams. And then I had to end it because we were on time constraints. But McConnell Catholic won. Uh, so he divided up as one point for picking a finalist, two points for picking the champion. I had two oh. points, uh, one correct finalist from both D4 and Division 5. Peter, you won 
with eight points, yes. one each from D1, D3, D4, D5. Perfect on perfect four on Division Two, and then Ryan had six points, uh, two from Division One uh, and Division Four, one each from D2, D3, and then he was DQ'd on D5. So uh-huh. I feel like that Division Five, if I would have <laughs> properly, you know, had the time constraints right. Shows you what doing no research can can do. Yeah, uh, good for you. So, yeah. do you have the state teams uh, at all? Because I have, with trying to keep an eye on the clock oh. and the script and everything, I I'm kind you of know, blanking on some of them. Uh, for uh, boys, you mean? Yes, I, I take it. I I actually I have the matchups for the first three divisions okay that'll work have, I, I think i remember the i rest. have the teams for the rest but not the the matchups i, I just kind of ran out of time but uh so for division one we've got undefeated De Pere going up against uh kettle moraine and then in the other bracket arrowhead versus nina okay ryan has De Pere over arrowhead i'm also going to be i'm going to be oh. going with De Pere over nina that'll mm. be my pick nina Two things about them. Uh, Max Klesmitz, uh got a younger brother there for Cal? the Badgers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, got to support my Cals out there. Uh, <laughs> and also, too, that was where my sixth grade teacher's from, Nina, Wisconsin. Oh. Uh, so I lived in Nina for a little bit when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. And, and also, too, she told us, uh, and it's always something I keep my eye out for, uh, those uh, things that you see on the road, those big, uh, I forget what they're called, but they are from Nina. Uh, That's where they make them like those big, Nina Foundry, like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Nina Foundry. Forget, sure. what, forget what they're actually called, but, you know, they're those big. <laughs> the manhole covers. Yes. The manhole, manhole covers. covers yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I'll, but I'm going to pick the beer. I mean, they're, yeah. they're undefeated so far. What are you going to go with? They're loaded. Yeah. I had De Pere going up against uh, Arrowhead with De Pere as uh, the champs. Um, you know, one of DeForest's losses this year came to Kettle Moraine. Um, also, want to keep. Uh, played Nina, and that was one of the low points for Wanaki as they got beat in the 608 tourney by 27 points by Nina. Um, so, uh, but boy, uh, but Arrowhead beat Milwaukee Hamilton, who, you know, came back and edged Wanaki. So um, that was, you know, kind of an interesting uh, uh, score. I, it was a 93 to 72 game, too. It must have been wild. Yeah. So um, they had two guys, Max Rack and uh, Bennett uh, Basich, score in the 20s. So um, that could be an interesting final. But boy, uh, De Pere is really loaded. Uh, you know, they got uh, three Div- Division One uh, prospects. Um, one guy going to Illinois State. Um, Will Horseth is one of the top guys in the two- 2024 class. And then Zach Kinziger has uh, been offered by UWGB. So, oh, well, that'll be exciting. Yeah. So, uh, I did my research this week. Yeah, good for you. So I knew we were doing picks. I I don't know why I didn't know we were doing picks last week. So I kind of looked at everything, but I didn't really take it seriously. So this week I took it seriously. It's funny you didn't do any research last I know. week. Won it, and then this week I feel like you're gonna go like zero for six Probably. or something. Yep. Um. Yep. Who was your pick, then? It was De Pere and... And Arrowhead with De okay. Pere winning. Okay. Yep. Uh, Division two, Ryan has Pewaukee over Whitnall. Uh, what are the matchups? Uh, we got Pewaukee versus Nicolay. 
which uh, should be another uh, interesting uh, game with a lot of talent. Uh, six six sophomore from Nicolay Davian Hanna is a D1 recruit. I mean, he's only a sophomore. Um, and you got a Division One recruit with Pewaukee, too, with uh, Nick Janikowski, so, and an Iowa State commit. So I'm going to go with Pewaukee. Uh, Lacrosse Central and Whitnall is in the other game. Um, Central has three guys averaging 16 points, so I'm going to go with Lacrosse Central. And I believe uh, this is the third straight state title game for Pewaukee, uh, defending champions two times in a row, so I'm going to go with Pewaukee to make it three. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pewaukee over Lacrosse Central. Uh, can never go wrong with picking. Yeah. Hey, we're even there. Can never go wrong with picking Lacrosse Central to make a championship. That's right. They got yeah. some talent up in Lacrosse. Uh, but yeah, I'll take Pewaukee. Division three, uh, Ryan's got Milwaukee Science over Brilliant. Uh, what are the matchups? Um, yeah, we got uh, West Salem versus uh, another Milwaukee Academy of Science team making it. Uh, um, but West Salem's only got one loss this year. And then Brilliant versus Lakeside Lutheran. So I'm going to go with Lakeside Lutheran, play West Salem. I'm going with West Salem. You know what? I'm going to go Lakeside Lutheran over West Salem. APG all the way, baby, <laughs> uh, as we cover Lakeside Lutheran. That's uh, right. Division 4, uh, oh, if I can remember, it's – so Ryan has Luther over St. Mary's Catholic. Yeah. And then uh, who are the, would the other ones be? Uh, you got St. Mary Catholic. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably who I'm going to go with there. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Who else? Um, I'm having a hard time reading this. Um, well, uh, I'm just going to go with St. Mary's Catholic. Um, I'll go St. Mary's Catholic over Luther to save time because we got. Oh Lu- yeah, seconds. Luther and uh, oh jeez, oh Whitehall. Them. Whitehall is uh, going for the third time. Okay, um, uh, I'll still take St. Mary's Catholic over Luther. That to just make it quick, and then oh, we- and Kenosha St. Joseph. Okay, Sorry. and then Division Five. Uh, I'm gonna do Newman Catholic over Fall River. Who do you get? Uh, yeah. Ryan's got Fall River over Newman Catholic. I'm going with Newman Catholic over Fall River. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Cap City Sportscast. For my colleague Peter, I am Callahan Seed. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.